It's Ray Ray and Boo Radley here. Uh, coming at you with another podcast to record. Uh, and this time, we are going to do a movie review. Yeah. Uh, another thing we want to do on this podcast. So, recently went out and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Written by Tarantino. And it's his ninth movie. One more to go. One more to go because he said he'll he's done after ten movies. Uh, he's done. Now, here's my question to you, Boo Riley. Is this his ninth movie or his tenth movie? Because Kill Bill is two separate movies. <laughs> or, or, or it's Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2. So people consider that to be separate movies. Would you consider it separate? I mean, they are separate, but I'm almost going to count it as one. I think he's still got one more that he's, he's got to do. Yes, uh, I, I agree. I agree that it is one movie, and he was recently asked about this on another podcast, not ours, but Quentin, if you want to come on, <laughs> let us know, email us. Um, but he recently said that he considers it to be one movie because he wrote it as, a, as one continuous story, but the studio... Had, had him do two movies so it wasn't a you know a four or five hour long movie it was it was split into two separate movies because come on we know quentin tarantino he if he if he truly wanted to he would have made that sucker five hours long and and to put an intermission in like because hateful eight there was going to be an intermission in that one and there was i believe was there yeah, I think for some theaters there was a small intermission because that that movie was almost three hours long. That's retarded. Yeah, you don't even have one for Endgame, but one for Hateful Eight. Yeah, well, to be fair, Hateful Eight to was be to be fair. Uh, Hateful Eight was kind of lackluster, but Endgame, you're just like, oh my god, what is happening? Kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you, there was more heart in Endgame than there was Tarantino. But I do have a question for you. What do you think his 10th movie will be? I have no idea what his 10th movie will be. He is all over the board. So, Well, I was thinking, recently he's come out and said that his next movie will be Epilocke? Ep- ep- Episodic? No, epi- Epileptic? <laughs> e- epilogue. Epilogue. But, so he said Epilogue with a Y at the end. And so that's what all the like news people are saying. It's epilogue, and then there's a Y at the end, so it's epilogue. I don't know. I but here's here's my thinking. The movie is gonna be Kill Bill three. If he could talk Uma Thurman into coming back, because I mean Uma Thurman uh, had her daughter. Her daughter was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, she is Maya Hawk. Okay. Maya Hawk from Stranger Things is uh, Ant- e- Anthony Hawk? No, Ethan Hawk. No. <laughs> is Uma Thurman and John Hawk's daughter? Well, then the question becomes will that be his next movie or are we still going to consider that one movie if it's Kill Bill Volume 3? That. Ethan Hawk, I was right. That is a very good question. Uh, because I would consider it still one whole movie. Yeah. That is just continuing. That would be really baller. I would I would like that. So then my next question, because he does have 
an idea for volume three of Kill Bill. So that would be exciting if he could get Uma Thurman back. That supposedly they're talking about it. She's kind of gotten swayed to talk to him a little bit more. But the the also the next question is Star Trek. He he really wants to direct us a rated R Star Trek. Would that be part of his? I don't think that he would count that as one of his repertoire of movies. Don't give me that look. Okay, the. Repertoire. 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 Um, I'm Raptor. Um, <laughs> so I I would also say that also that maybe maybe he's counting because every single movie he's he's directed has been his own stuff. Yeah. So maybe maybe doing Star Trek is more like a franchise than anything else because he hasn't done a real franchisey kind of thing other than Kill Bill. Yeah. And even that isn't really franchisey. No, it's it's really not like a franchise. So maybe he wouldn't consider Star Trek, but maybe maybe I mean, granted, I don't think a studio would back a already Star Trek because Star Trek is a beloved franchise. I don't know. I could see them possibly going for an already Star Trek uh, for one reason, and that's just to get a new spin on it and see if they can get a different kind of viewpoint on it. To attract a new type of audience. Because when you're looking at some of these franchises, you have this constant running of the same old thing. And people getting tired of those franchises. Yeah. Like Star Wars. Like Star Trek. Like, I don't honestly feel like the last Star Trek gained as much momentum as the one before it. It's like the, it, they're starting to go downhill. And if they can change that up, you know... I mean, shit, look, everybody bitched about having an R-rated superhero movie. Mm -hmm. And then Deadpool came out and completely changed it. You bite your tongue. That wasn't even the first R-rated uh, uh, superhero movie. I know it's not. But there, that it's was a, a big complaint of, of bringing in, like, Marvel. Because that's not what Marvel's known for. Right. Compared it was to the DC. first, like, big yeah. kind of, like, R-rated movie does decent yeah in this format yeah, yeah. no you're right but where still. instead if they could get a name like quentin tarantino directing a new star trek i think that would bring up enough enough buzz that they'd be willing to do it yeah so i could see them doing it i just don't know if right now they'd look at it it may take one more bad star trek before they would accept it i i do have to say i'm not a huge star star trek person uh, I am more, I would guess, a Star Wars person than I am Star Trek. I did like the Chris Pine Star Trek mm -hmm. movies. Uh, that was honestly the, like the first time I actually like sat down and watched a Star Trek movie of any kind. Like I, like I know William Shatner and I know Patrick Stewart's stuff, but I, I couldn't tell you what happens in every single episode or you know stuff like that. This was the first one where I like, okay, yeah, that's Spock, that's uh, Kirk, that's you know. Sulu, stuff Sulu. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's where... And so, I did like them. It wasn't my favorite. Like, I probably won't watch them ever again. But... You if, take that back. If Quentin Tarantino came in and was like, Hey, I'm I'm doing a new one. I'd be like, alright. Definitely gonna watch this. For the dialogue alone, I think. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, I would be excited for one. I just don't think it would happen. I, I would rather Kill Bill Volume 3 than, yeah. than I would... 
a Star Trek movie if he's gonna say 10 is done. Yeah. Unless uh, we're right about it and that Kill Bill Volume 3 is still a continuation <laughs> and then he still has one more in him. That would be amazing. To You get you get two for the price of one kind of thing. So that would be nice. Anyway, anywho, we kind of went on a, a tangent. Of, yeah. A tangent. We're here to review a movie, goddammit. <laughs> so... Brad, a while ago, we went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. We'll, at first, we'll try and get it pretty spoiler-free, and then we'll go into the spoilers and what we like about it, but overall, what did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I wouldn't say it's his best, but it was really good. Um, a lot more straightforward than what we've seen from Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. Where this this story would just progress more kind of like a jackie brown type of situation point a to point b you didn't have you know c d e z too many side stories like i i i would agree i would say this movie is a mixture of pulp fiction and jackie brown together where it kind of has like a straightforward story but it does have little side stories that you kind of appreciate but you don't really necessarily need but yeah, it's still there for fun. And then obviously you've got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and then Brad Pitt, who obviously stole the show in that movie. Brad Pitt was great in this. Yes, yeah, I would I would say I liked him over Leo uh, for comedy uh, aspects of it, of the whole thing, but Leo was better at the acting. Yeah, Leo brought the the emotion yes. to this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Loved Brad Pitt in this movie. I have to say, and we talked about this right after seeing it, new Brad Pitt is like my favorite Brad Pitt. Like the last five years of Brad Pitt movies. Yeah. I, well, I just love the older Brad Pitt and what he's bringing to cinema now. Yeah, where he he's already an established actor, yeah. so he doesn't have to prove anything, but he, he can just have fun with it. Because yeah. honestly, this Brad Pitt in this movie was basically, he was, he was a chill, high badass dude yeah so but overall if you like quentin tarantino movies any of his movies you would like this movie i would say yeah it was well shot the dialogue was of course awesome there were a few slow parts there was um kind of in the middle and the beginning it did start off a little bit slower um but i was okay with it because it just helps pace the movie a bit um but i mean Jackie Brown is is one of his like slower movies at the start. Absolutely is. But I still like Jackie Brown. It's still probably in my top five of of my favorite movies of his. I would yeah. say. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, good movie. This would probably be out of n- nine movies if we're counting Kill Bill as one movie. This is probably probably the fifth best movie for me. Yeah. Uh, going over all the different movies maybe six yeah same with me it's probably about fifth it's probably about middle of the road for me but tarantino does such a good job with movies yeah that's hard i mean it's it's not it being your you know middle of the road movie for quentin tarantino is still like being one of the best movies in hollywood just flat out right in the yeah exactly because i mean for me out of the nine movies hateful eight and death proof are probably low on my list but i still enjoy them i would probably say hateful eight is probably the lower tier then death proof and then pretty much whatever from here on out 
Um, but yeah, being low on a Tarantino movie isn't really low. It's just uh, it's still good. Yeah, it's it's not low. It's still better than half the garbage most of the studios pump out anyway. Yeah. So overall, go see this. Yeah. Good movie. What do you think of it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Like I said, it was. It's probably up there in my favorite Tarantino movies. Uh, again, Brad Pitt sold the show for me. Leo brought that emotion. Uh, I I loved the ending. Um, and we'll get into the ending about the spoilers and all that for the ending. But uh, I thought everybody was casted uh, very well. With Brad Pitt being the stuntman and Leo yeah. being the, the lead actor. If anybody doesn't know the story behind it it's basically leonardo caprio it uh plays an actor who might be phasing out of hollywood in a way and brad pitt is his stunt double and they've been doing stuff uh ever since kind of thing yeah they're more than just stunt double and actor and more just kind of best friends at this point yeah because uh brad pitt doesn't get too much work as a stunt double yeah but yeah, overall, I've I've really enjoyed it. It's it's up there. I'm just repeating myself. We'll cut most of that. But um, should we move on to spoilers? Yeah, I would say spoilers from here on out. We'll just spoil the hell out of the movie. Um, yeah. Uh, Sharon Tate doesn't die. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, right out of the gate. We yeah, uh, yeah. To kind of spoil it a bit, the main story is about. Uh, Charles Manson and the Manson family. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys don't know the actual story, basically Charles Manson and his gockle of people uh, show up to Sharon Tate's house and murder her and house guests and and I was she pregnant at the time? I don't remember. I don't remember either. She may have been pregnant at the time, but basically Charles Manson and the Manson family murder Sharon Tate and. Sharon Tate is an actress and all that and she was a up and coming or a well known actress and she was ruthlessly murdered and and her guests and all that uh, in this uh, no uh, that doesn't happen no spoiler it's, instead you get uh, Leonardo that gets annoyed and goes yells at them so they go run their car down the street and then decide hey how about we just kill uh, actors that have inspired us to like killing. Yeah. So instead, they go up to his house to kill him instead of Sharon Tate. Yep. Yep. Uh, Brad Pitt comes home, or back to the house. Yeah. Uh, he took his dog for a walk, and he's high as a kite. He, he <laughs> smoked a, a cigarette with uh, LSD. Yeah, LSD. And so he walked his dog, came back, and... Uh, Which, le- by the way, I love the fact that this... LSD cigarette that he smoked he bought from one of the people one of the Manson family members yeah one of the Manson family members yep that was pretty good um so Leo's wife is asleep at this point I don't know why we jump straight to we, the yeah, end we went straight to the end but anywho so Leo's wife is asleep Leo is in the pool with headphones on and uh Brad Pitt came back from walking the dock and he's opening up a can of food and all that Oh, wow, high, which is, I gotta tell you, that's one of the things I, I didn't know I needed in my life was a high Brad Pitt, but it works out really well. Yeah. He he plays such a funny high person. 
Yeah. Uh, so he's making dinner, and then one of the Manson members comes in with a gun. Another one went around the bag, and so he's surrounded by at least two, a total of three uh, of them, but he's surrounded by two. And actually, the third one goes and gets the wife. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he then signals his dog. This is the best part of the movie, honestly. Well, hold on. No. No, the best part of the movie was right before that. So before he sicks the dog on him, he's trying to figure out who the hell this guy is because he's seen him before. And so he starts to remember his name. And he was like, who are you? That's right. No, you had a, you had a short name. It was, it was kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. That was a good line. And the guy says something. He goes, no, that's not it. And I, I just leaned over because I'm like, he's going to say something like, no, that's no, your name was something dumb like Tex. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, no, it's something stupid like Tex. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, why do you call me stupid? Yeah. 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 That was a good moment. But anywho, he, he signals his dog to jump at Tex and, and rip off his arm, basically. And then he comes up, grabs the gun, punches him in the face. And then one of the other girls comes up and he just go, he whistles and the dog goes and attacks her and like is dragging her across the living room yeah. every which way this is where you get that that classic tarantino fight scene of just brutal just like blood everywhere oh everything up. the the can of dog food or whatever that he throws at the <laughs> fucking guy's face <laughs> that was pretty good it was, that was a that was a good moment where he just throws it and you yeah. hear that tunk, yeah and, and the guy drops like a sack of potatoes uh but also uh when he takes the other girl the one who isn't being dragged off by a dog and just like hitting her face up against a brick wall and throwing her through a gra uh, glass table just stuff like that like it was a good fight scene overall and yeah brad pitt stole the show for me i really like him and yeah it was a nice paced movie Anything you didn't like about the movie? Uh, not that I can think of. Yeah? I mean, I was kind of saddened that we didn't get more acting from, like, Margot Robbie. Um, okay. She, yeah. she honestly didn't have that much in the role. And you would think with a movie that was kind of centered around Sharon Tate and that, and obviously he took it a different direction, but you really didn't get to see very much of her. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, I do agree with that. It, like, they casted Margot Robbie, which honestly was a good choice. Uh, and Sharon Tate's sister gave the blessing for her to play her sister. Yeah. But, yeah, Margot Robbie didn't do anything in this movie. But, in a way, for the story to be told, it was fine. But, yeah, it would just been nice to have Margot Robbie kind of do more than, honestly, be a pretty face and have a couple of lines. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, when you're looking at the, the grand scheme of Tarantino movies, I mean, obviously he had a lot of big names in there. He, he still had Kurt Russell, Margot Robbie, and stuff like that. But unlike some of his other movies, this one's centered around pretty much just two people. Yeah. Yeah, um, just Brad Pitt and Leo. Yeah, you didn't get a whole lot of scenes with a lot of those big-name actors. Um, I... I will say I am upset that Samuel L. Jackson didn't show up. <laughs> I uh, Samuel L. Jackson and and Quentin Tarantino are my favorite, one of my favorite like actor uh, director duos. Yeah. I always love 
when he shows up in in these movies and he didn't i don't no. at least i didn't spot him he could still been cast or maybe his scene was cut or something like that but i mean samuel L. jackson i think hasn't been in at least three of the movies this one death proof and you were saying reservoir dogs right okay for now reservoir dogs and he also wasn't in in glorious bastards he wasn't in that but i mean given the time frame it made sense for at least that one especially since it centered more around the jewish community of soldiers kind of thing but i digress um but yeah didn't i didn't like that samuel l jackson was in there i didn't like that margot robbie didn't have more screen time and oh i thought i was gonna see a lot more charles manson yeah yeah he kind of just showed up in one scene and then left yeah and you heard nothing from yeah you really didn't have much from him it was almost like it wasn't centered around him i guess and more of his family yeah um because that that was another good scene was um brad pitt going to the manson family right and just like meeting them all and seeing if there was something wrong yes uh, with the owner so the Manson family, so Brad Pitt picks up a, a member of the family, takes her back to where they're located, which is an old movie uh, set that Brad Pitt and Leo used to make films on. Yeah. And One of their bigger films. Yeah. And they, they, he knew the owner, like Frank or something like that. He knew the owner, and so he wanted to go see... Make sure he was all right because yeah. there was all these people here. Yes. By the way, so the guy who plays Frank, at least that's what I think his name is, uh, is played by Bruce Dern, but it was going to be Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds was going to play the old guy, but I, th- I think that I, th- I think I have the name right. Yeah. So it was going to be Burt Reynolds, but he passed away. So Bruce Dern uh, showed up and did that instead. Yeah. Which his character was funny. He played an old blind guy who gets it on with uh, one of the Manson family uh, members named Red. By the way, do you know who played Red? One of your favorite actresses, or an actress you like, Dakota Fanning. Oh. That was Dakota Fanning. Was it? Yeah. Could not tell. No, you couldn't. Yeah. Like, I was looking through IMDb, looking at the cast, and I was like, oh, that's Dakota Fanning. That's weird. Who does she play? Oh, Red. Whipped. Yeah, it didn't really look like her. I guess there was a little bit um, that it kind of looks like her, I guess. But, yeah, not much. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This movie has all the usual Quentin Tarantino motifs, I would say. Uh, the great dialogue, beautifully shot, well-paced, red apple cigarettes, and also feet. Yeah. Because that guy is a weirdo <laughs> with feet. I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a foot fetish. It, it's a weird thing, but now yeah. that I'm like, yeah, he absolutely has a weird like foot thing. I now notice it more than ever, and in this one, it's more prominent. I feel like, but I I now don't want to go watch any other Quentin Tarantino movies and think about his foot fetish thing. Yeah. Oh God, Kill Bill. Uh, when she's in the car and she's, it's literally like two different shots of just going back and forth of. Her face, Uma Thurman's face, and her feet. I'm yeah. like, ugh, no thank you. But, yeah, overall, really good movie. I enjoyed it. Favorite scene? My favorite scene was definitely the fight scene. That was really well done, and it just, 
like it just made me happy to see just brad pitt wrecking shop yeah. basically what about you the the flamethrower was nice too that was a, that was that a was nice a cool compliment scene. to yeah. the fight scene it, because honestly like i i didn't want to see leo get in a fight because that's not his character yeah. uh in in the in the movie to fight but bringing out that flamethrower was a really it was a nice touch was that red no red was the one that yeah that wasn't red okay yeah no that was the that uh, was the crazy black haired one yeah yeah, the Asian looking yeah. one. My favorite scene? Yeah. Um, had to go with one of my favorite characters in this movie, which she didn't get a whole lot of screen time, but the little girl. When they're shooting the part in the movie, and he's basically holding her hostage in that shot, and he ends up like throwing her to the ground. He's threatening to kill her. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, you know, he, he looks at her and is like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. I, my pads were there, you know, so... I got it, shoulder or yeah. elbow pads, yeah. yeah. That was a really good uh, shot there, I thought. And and one that, you know, that it just shows off how good Leonardo DiCaprio can be mm-hmm. with his acting. Right. I mean, it's crazy of the movies he's been in and only has one Oscar. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you think Brad Pitt and, and Leo deserve an Oscar for this? I would say Brad Pitt over Leo. I mean, Leo had some good scenes in there, but I don't know if his full performance was Oscar worthy. Okay. What so would you say Brad Pitt for best supporting actor or just best actor? Just actor. Yeah. Okay. I did like how both Leo and Brad Pitt portrayed their characters because I I don't like scummy characters. And when like you said, when Brett or when Leo threw the girl onto the ground and then afterwards he's like, are you okay? You know, I didn't hurt, hurt you. It just showed his character of like, yeah, he can be an, an ass, but he still kind of cares. And, you know, he, he could have thrown her to the ground and just be like, all right, I'm done here and left. But no, he was like, you're good, right? Yeah. And same thing with Brad Pitt where he's Leo's stunt double, but he's not getting any work. And so... He's basically just Leo's driver because Leo gets lost his, his license lost to a his, DUI. I yep, think is lost, what they said at the beginning. Yep, lost his license, and so it was kind of nice that you know he was still his friend, like still did stuff for him, and there wasn't like, oh screw this, I'll go work for blah 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 and do this. But no, he's stuck around. He, yeah, you know, helped fix the antenna and stuff, and uh, yeah, I really like the characters. The characters were probably one of my favorite characters. Uh, in a Quentin Tarantino movie, especially Brad Pitt's, he yeah. was so good. Well, honestly, go see this just for Brad Pitt. It was, it's worth it. I don't know. You got anything else? No, I mean that's pretty much all my thoughts on the movie. Should we give like a rating system, Brad? Like, uh, like two thumbs up, one thumb down, five stars, five popcorn. How about this? I know a perfect rating system. Yeah, he- hear me out. For good and bad, right? Good being red apples and bad being feet. How many feet <laughs> would you give compared to uh, red apples? If, if we had to put it on a rating system of uh, good versus bad, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's uh, two feet, eight red apples. I was thinking more of like out of five, but okay. <laughs> out of ten? Who does five? I don't know. IMD. What are we, Google? Yeah, I guess Google does do that. IMDb does it. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? That's pretty solid. I would say two feet for 
I guess pacing and yeah, I would say eight and a half like red apple cigarettes. Like maybe maybe three extra cigarettes. Not the whole pack, but three. <laughs> um Yeah, overall, go go watch this movie. Yep. Now it's time for our pick of the week. Right? Yeah. Is that what we're naming yep, it? Yep, pick of the week. Staying on topic. Favorite Tarantino movie. Okay. Now, I would say my favorite Tarantino movie, which is a hard choice, but I gotta say Kill Bill, the entirety of it. Volume 1 and Volume 2, since we already addressed it's one movie, I would say Kill Bill. I really like Uma Thurman in it. I really uh, enjoy Lucy Liu in it. The cast is great in it. I've often said that you could watch the second one without watching the first one. Uh, but, I mean, why would you do that? Why would you? Yeah, I know. But you could. Uh, Carradine is amazing at it. A little fact for you. His whole speech at the end about Superman, that was all improv by Carradine. Nice. Yeah. It was, it's, a, it's a cool little, like, just improv, and here's a little story of, that is me distracting you kind of thing. But overall, it's really great. Also, shout out to the one-inch punch that uh, my brother learned from this movie and he tortured me with it <laughs> he would he would come up he would come up to me and go hey mike and i go what and he just puts his fingers up against the center mass of my chest and then just punch me and send me backwards and i just i hated it yeah maybe that's why i have heart problems but yeah kill bill kill bill is overall my favorite quentin tarantino movies i mean granted it's also up there with jackie brown reservoir dogs and pulp fiction and also Django. Uh, Django Unchained is so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kill Bill, I would say, is my overall one. Heck, we worked with a guy who never saw any of the Kill Bills, and I talked him into watching it just because I was like, dude, it's a great movie. Why do you got to talk to me about that? Huh? Why don't you just call me out by name? Because it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, you also talked me into seeing Because it. you never saw it, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I was talking about somebody else. I, t- I totally <laughs> forgot. I was talking about Isaac. I, I was a little late to the show or Sam, on, on Tarantino movies. So, But no, my favorite for me is obviously is, Reservoir Dogs, right? Oh, yeah. You have to say the one I still haven't seen. Yep. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Right? Well. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Love Inglorious Bastards. Uh, once again, Brad Pitt in it does an amazing job. Um, the Jew Bear, obviously. Or the bear Jew. Bear Jew. Bear Jew. Um, the Jew bear. The Jew bear. <laughs> I just picture a bear with, with the like, dreads coming yeah. off and, and a yarmulke. Yeah, Star of David around his yeah. neck. Yeah, peace be with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Inglorious Bastards is one of my favorites um, of his. I want to say that was my first Tarantino movie that I saw all the way through from start to finish. Before that, I had seen about, like, I had seen most of Pulp Fiction, but it was like cuts. I had never watched it from start to beginning. I always walked in either halfway or I started watching it and then got pulled away. So this was the first one that I I saw um, all the way through. And you know me, I don't like like World War II movies very much. Like I'm not a big fan of those type of movies. Yeah, because you're dumb. Yeah. World War II movies are are the best movies. There are some great ones, but in general, they're... It's just not the type of movie I'll go out of my way and see. But this one doesn't follow that mantra of just your general World War II movie. 
And because it's a Tarantino movie, it's got all these twists and turns and just randomized logic that the normal world doesn't have. And it interests me to, like, no end. Yeah. So I, I love that movie. It's it's a different story. Absolutely. Uh, because uh, we we had somebody that we were talking to about the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and they said that it wasn't real. Or that... Like the ending wasn't didn't stay true to the actual ending. It's like yeah, because it's a different story. Like yeah, the characters that Leo and Brad played weren't actual people. Yet Sharon Tate was, and yeah, it's and, not a documentary. This yeah, it's like his own take on a randomized event. Exactly, and they do the same thing in Glorious, where spoiler, they kill Hitler in a movie theater and that doesn't happen in real life but it's because it's his take it's yeah it's his story and so i'm fine with it i do have to say your choice is great because of i watched it recently before i went and saw once upon a time in hollywood still love that movie christoph waltz yeah is the best part of that movie you would think brad pitt no no it's christoph waltz he is amazing at it. You know, he spoke all of his German, and English, and uh, French lines. Like, he's fluent in those languages. No, I didn't know that. Also, fun fact about Christoph Waltz is uh, he got a uh, best... He got... The best part about Christoph Waltz is that he... he... <laughs> <laughs> the best part about uh that movie is that christoph waltz he got an oscar for best actor uh performance that was the first time that quentin tarantino one of quentin tarantino's movies got that it was him and honestly i don't i don't know how he didn't get an award before that but him at the beginning of the movie talking about what his job entails and why he's called a what is he called the Jew finder or the Jew hunter or something like that because he's really good at what yeah. he does and and he he's like I I don't choose the name I've heard the name I just gotta stick with it because that I'm good at what I do basically and I'm like oh well, yeah that makes sense uh, but yeah great movie good choice Brad you know what is a bad choice though. You not seeing Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, it is. Brad, we need to amend this, and so for one episode, we will watch Reservoir Dogs. I will watch it again, of course, and you will see it for the first time, and then you could give a review of Reservoir Dogs, or at least your what you thought of it and where it kind of lands on the spectrum of Tarantino films. Tarantino films, because do you know anything about Reservoir Dogs? I actually don't know much about it. Isn't it? Uh... More like a mob. So do you want to know a little bit about it's it? It's probably best if I don't. If you're going to have me watch it. and I know how you like to look at my goddamn reaction when, I, when I'm when i watching a movie. Yeah, it is, it is fun to... to Me knowing what's going to happen and me just look at your face going, Huh? What's <laughs> going to happen? So, but yeah. Uh, I think this was a so-so movie review i think we'll get better at it eventually uh so yeah that brings uh end to this podcast yeah episode not the podcast itself 
<laughs> We're just randomly. Uh, anyway, peace out. Later.